The right optics. All the color, trends and voices. From Silmo 2022. Presented by Nick Koffer. Yes, the right optics by Silmo coming to you from the heart of this year's trade fair in Paris. A, a bustling, joyous, noisy celebration of the passion and expertise of the optics industry. Lots to come in this episode as I meet Theo's friendly oversized monster. Ponte Eyewear share their family history, which is steeped in optics. Shamir and Neubau celebrate their Silmo Door Awards. We hear from the International Opticians Association and meet visitors from America who are buying for 25 stores. First, a quick visit to the very colourful stand of Parasite Design, another Silmo Door winner. I met Hugo Martin, proudly showing off his winning frame. And after 20 years in the business, Hugo told me that this frame has a, a real sentimental value for him. Yeah, for us it's like, uh, so this frame is inspired by so the first frame within 20 years ago. So it's like the consecration of a full cycle. Looking at it, it, it really does uh, straddle the two categories of eyewear, and face jewellery. Is that something you've really tried to create here? Yeah, so the idea of this frame is to combine the, the, the universe of the eyewear and the universe of the, of the jewellery. And uh, so the frame can combine different elements that make the frame a, a, a face jewellery. The idea of the, this frame is that the jewellery, you can change it every time. So, so uh, we, are, we are going to edit uh, every year uh, new jewelry to, 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 put in, uh, to put on a frame. So we have the size of a bracelet, the size of a necklace, and the size of a earring. earring. And so these different elements, there's different points on the frames where you can uh, fix it. So you can have a, a multitude of uh, combination of jewelries on, on your frame. So here you are, 20 years later, going back to the style, the spirit of your very first design. In 20 years' time, in 2042, will we be back here? <laughs> you know, fashion and, uh, and uh, creativity is always a cycle, so probably yes. But maybe in the metaverse, why not? Silmo 2022. Hello, I'm Stéphane Legrand. I'm the general manager of Shamir France. And I'm very happy to uh, welcome you on uh, our booth during the Silmo, which is a most international exhibition for the optical uh, trade. And also very proud of your Silmo door, which is sitting on the front of your, of your stand here. Looking at the history of your company, it's a really fascinating history, isn't it? It goes back 50 years, back to Israel. Tell me a little bit about the history and the ethos of the business. This company was founded indeed uh, in uh, 1972, which means 50 years ago. And uh, this is a company which was founded by engineers and with uh, the permanent uh, idea to uh, to to research and to uh, to do whatever they could for just one population which are everybody which is taking care of the vision and the correction of the vision which are the ECPs and the global industry of ophthalmic lenses. And of course lenses is an industry that touches all of the elements of technology, of industry, of innovation. It all comes in to this product, doesn't it? Yes, and you, uh, you did not mention, but it is more and more important, everything about the information, the data, the computerization of everything. And this is exactly why Shamir did succeed a lot for such a long time, because you know they are, they are based in, a, maybe you don't know, but I will tell you, they are based in, a, in Israel since uh, the, the time they were founded. And uh, this, uh, this country is really uh, a place where 
all about the information, all about industry, about many things are gathered, and uh, and Shamir is uh, benefiting of everything, every uh, emulation about this world. It's also a company, isn't it, that has a reputation of leading, of innovating, of disrupting as well. Why do you think as a business it's always felt it's important to be one step ahead, to innovate and to disrupt the market? This is, a, this is, a, this is true that Shamir is trying always to be ahead of the competitor because we, are, we have to find new solutions because every day millions and millions of people wherever in the world are becoming with uh, something to correct about their vision. We have more and more myopia people in the world. We have more and more, because the population is also uh, aging, we have more and more people that need to correct their presbyopia. And uh, this, this world is, uh, and this is not fortunate, this is unfortunate, but this world is becoming more and more with issue with their eyes. And this is why we need to find new solutions to help them. A lot of people at this uh, show have talked about sustainability and, and I've often asked them the direct question, yes, but what are you really doing and, and, and how long have you been doing it? And sometimes the answers are, are not very clear. When I look at the product that you've won the Silmo Door for, it is clearly a product which is based on sustainability. When you look at the fact that the production requires, is it something like 95% less water to produce this lens? The world has less water, we know it. This is at the heart of your sustainable message, isn't it? Yes, you're, you're, you're totally right. Uh, 95% of uh, less consumption of water, it means exactly 20 liters less per lens. Can you imagine 20 liters less per lens? It's basically 15 large bottles of water. If you think about it, it's, it's, it's a big uh, case of water. Yes, just for one lens. So this is, uh, this is why I'm very, uh, very happy, of course, to win this, uh, this model, but also very proud because we are really starting a new life in the industry of, uh, of uh, producing lenses because uh, as you said we are everywhere in the world we are lacking more and more water we are to take care more and more about the environment the nature and so on and uh, for the first time in the life of the industry of the ophthalmic industry Shamir Metaform, which is the name of our technology, has, uh, has been uh, awarded because of that. Because uh, we are the first to really try to take care of everything about uh, the power, the energy, the consumption of water, the consumption of uh, chemical uh, products and so on. And this is, uh, this is really uh, very, very exciting. I must just ask you about Silmo itself. I don't ask everybody, but you've mentioned the, the, the trade fair yourself a few times now. Has it been good for you? Is it good to still be able to see the, the whites of your customers' eyes, to look them in the face, to talk to them directly in this world of virtual and metaverse and other ways of, of meeting? Is there still a place for a trade fair like this? For sure, for sure. We, uh, we are working with people and uh, demonstrate, argue about products and trying to sell them. To uh, contract with them, it's uh, just a question of a relationship. And the relationship, this is uh, something we have to build in the long term. And to build in the long term, we need to see people, we need to, to, uh, to discuss with them just face to face and not only through a, a telephone or through a, a Zoom to, to, to say something about that. Yes, this is, uh, this is uh, the way we still consider we have to work. 
And to build relationships, you have wonderful platters of petit four, which you've just served me. I shall now enjoy my lunch and ask you to tell me where anyone listening to this can find more about the products that you create. Where do we find that? Uh, you can you can find everything uh, about uh, Shamir and about uh, Shamir Metaforms, this uh, Silmodor Award, on uh, for English people on Shamir.com for sure, and uh, for French-speaking uh, listeners on Shamir.fr. Silmo Dor winners. Silmo 2022. My name is Katharina and I'm working for Neubau. Neubau is an Austrian um, eyewear brand. And you're carrying very, very proudly your frame and your sunglasses, which have won the, the jury's special prize at the Silmo Dor uh, this weekend. You're beaming with pride, you're smiling. Tell me what it is about this product that you think the jury loved. I can see a highly designed pair of sunglasses. They look beautiful and they have a very, very original temple. Yeah, um, Xenon is really a very, very special frame. Um, it is 3D printed um, and it's uh, our most uh, sustainable product. It's made from 100% uh, castor oil bean. And the temple that you mentioned is uh, titanium. It's uh, really the best product we have right now. So let me explain what I can see because you've got the front of the frame and there are two holes at the uh, top corner of, of each side of the frame. And in effect, the temple is a single piece of titanium which runs from the back of the ear across the front of the frame and then back out the other side. Have I described that correctly? Yeah, exactly. And Gabriel Kirschner, who is our designer, he really made an excellent shop with Xenon. What I notice with these glasses as well is they look light and fragile but they are strong and really tough. Is that what you were trying to achieve? A, a, a pair that actually looks subtle and, and, and looks light on the face but I've, I've just handled it and it, it is clearly built like a brick. Yeah you don't feel it if you have it on your nose and um, that's what you mentioned is exactly correct. We love to do really good products um, which are also very comfortable to wear and I think we achieved it. What is your, your starting point with a project like this? Are you looking to create the best looking pair of sunglasses or are you looking to create the most sustainable pair of sunglasses or are you looking to create a pair of sunglasses which lead the market in design or, and you're smiling, are you looking to do all three? What, 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 is, what is the motivating factor? Yeah, I mean, our claim is join the sustainable avant-garde and we are always looking for new design but we never forgot about the, the quality of the products and uh, we use sustainable materials and um, create the best design and yeah, we just have a perfect product. Why I came to Silmo 2022. I'm Jenny Moon from Key. I'm Christine Mazzavilla from Key. Now, you, you've got an Australian accent, but you've not flown in from Australia, have you? No, that's right. We're based in San Francisco. Where you have a number of stores? Yes, we have 25 stores in the US, all throughout mostly the southern states, but largely in California, uh, Arizona, Texas and Florida. And a brand of some 20 years standing. That's right. Uh, recently been in the US about uh, eight years um, and launched stores uh, back in 2017. Uh, we have about 25 stores now. We're expanding into optical. We've always done sun. and uh, Now we do both um, RX sun and optical glasses as well. Explain something to me. You've got these lovely stores. You can buy in any one of thousands of brands from anywhere in the world quite happily. Your clients will be happy. You run your stores and you'll be very, very chilled. Why on earth do you create your own brand when you've got access to uh, to so many wonderful products? Um, margin. We're, it's always better when you do it yourself. We have a 
phenomenal design team um, that search the world for all of the latest designs, which is one of the reasons that we're at Silmo to see what everyone's doing. Um, and obviously you can then decide what colour is the most um, successful and just expand on that and make that a bigger part of your line. You are a sourcing manager. Correct. So you come here and you are like a child in a sweet shop. Uh, absolutely. There's a lot going on here to see. What are you looking for? Like Jenny said, innovation. What are people doing? What's the new techniques? What are the new materials? When you look at sustainability, what are people using? There's a lot of different ways to be sustainable and we're kind of vetting out what everyone's doing. What are the newest ways to do it? What are the most sustainable ways to do it? We don't want to be greenwashing. We want to be sustainable. So just, yeah, there's a lot to see. Talking of the newest ways, yeah. what have you seen here that is brand new? What have you seen here that's, that's blown your mind, opened your eyes? I saw um, a guy using castor bean oil, or castor beans, um, to make sunglasses, which is cool. We haven't seen that. You're uniquely placed to, to judge the market, bearing in mind that you run a brand, a brand that's expanding, and also a large number of stores. As we come out of the pandemic, where do you think the optics industry stands today? I think it's a necessity for everyone, so it's not going anywhere. I think it's really important that people want things that are going to last. So sustainability becomes important, having product that's lightweight, that lasts a long time, um, that people feel that they can trust. And it's just really important that whatever you're making is of quality. All the color, trends and voices. Silmo 2022. Hi, I'm Mick Somers from company Teo from Belgium. I've walked past this stand several times over the course of Silmo and every time I see this here. Let me describe what I can see and you can tell me the story. It's a slightly friendly, kooky, quirky looking huge monster with about 50 red fluffy tentacles. That's my description. Who is he or she and why are they here? It's Teo's happy monsters and the happy monsters are the embodiments of whatever is crossing your path, if you go, if you choose to go your own path and not following just the crowd, challenges will appear and unexpected. And it's a matter how to deal. We want to help our customers to to deal with those challenges. So next time I wake up and I'm feeling very stressed, I have to visualize this 2.5 meter tall red fluffy monster who is the representation, the embodiment of that challenge. I embrace it, I cuddle it, and I move on with my day. Is that the theory? That is that is how to tackle a typical tail day. You know, it's like, are you happy today? It's just an attitude and that's what we want to help support our customers with. There's quite a story behind your business, isn't it? Uh, originating in Belgium, in, in Antwerp and, and Bruges, and your father was one of the founders. Tell me the story. Well, my, my father, long time ago, opened the store, and while having Belgian beers with a colleague from Bruges, they kind of figured out that whatever they were selling or offering their customers at the time didn't make their customers happy, neither them. So they were like, hey, you know, you just need a few beers to come up with the best ideas. And, and that is why Theo got founded over a couple of Belgian beers and saying like, okay, let's make something that makes our customers shine and really happy. The sense I have is that there's a real brand identity around Theo. You talk about your customers, you talk about the, the, the fact that they think a little bit out the box and maybe they take a, a slightly different route. Is, is, is that a fair representation? Yeah, I think that is that says it all. It's whatever we do in our company, we are constantly thinking of the customers of our customers and how 
to create compliments, make people run around in beautiful eyewear, to stand out of the crowd. And I mean, product is just what it is in the end, but it's it's all about the philosophy behind it. Does the fact that you have two stores put you in a privileged position because you create the products and you know your clientele as well? It helps indeed to to get like a very confident um, idea of like, hey, in the end, we decide, we are, if you, you wake up, as you say, uh, happily, and you have the intention, you have the great intention to make your customers shine, it proves us every day that whatever we do, it is exactly what it does to our customers in the street. You're displaying the quality that I see so much in all of the brands here, all of the businesses. You 100% trust yourself and your gut. I couldn't say it better, honestly. It's true. We, we would never look at what's happening on the market. It's we, Just as our customers, we go our own way. Whomever wants to follow and join, they're happily invited. Good luck to you and above all, good luck to, uh, to Theo Monster over there. Thank you very much. Selma Voices. My name is Hermès Ponté. I come from the south of France and I am the fourth generation of a family of opticians. My story begins with my own grandfather who was a photographer and also an optician. And after his son, my grandfather became an optician and his father, my, and, uh, my father became an optician also. And, uh, and I always grew up in a family of opticians with uh, eyewear all, all around me. And, uh, so it was uh, for me uh, an evidence to be uh, a designer of eyewear and, uh, and uh, now I create my own collection, my own brand, uh, Ponte. Take me back to 1920, Edmond Ponte. What do you know about him? He was a photographer and uh, he has a lot of inspiration. He, was, uh, he, he creates statues and photos. And uh, in the shop of, uh, of my own grandfather, you, you, can, you, you, you could find uh, eyewear, and, uh, and that's it. And uh, my grandfather always had uh, eyewear, all eyewear, and it, it's so inspiring me for, for me. So I keep all these old glasses of my family to, to find inspiration. It's funny, isn't it? Because we talk about our, our earliest memories. They might be going to football with your grandfather. They might be uh, having your grandma cook for you. It sounds like your earliest memories are all around frames. Yes, when I was a child, I remember I always played with, my, uh, with the glasses of my grandfather, with my family. And uh, thanks to my family, I saw like uh, the, the sort of uh, evolution of the eyewear. Thanks to my grandmother, grandfather, uh, mother, father also. I'm interested in this evolution. What have you seen over those years? And have we also gone back to where we were maybe 30 or 40 years ago? Yes, because uh, I, I really love the, the 70s in the eyewear. So all my shape is, is, shapes is like uh, uh, old shape that I try to modern it a little bit and uh, to put a new color, new frame, to put my touch also. It is always a brave step to create a new business. It's an even braver step to create a new brand and all the costs of bringing that on board. It is a brave and perhaps crazy step to do that in the middle of a pandemic. What on earth were you thinking? Uh, I think it's, it's, you need to be really brave and uh, 
and to be strong. And uh, you know, when I create the brand, I really want it, and uh, nothing, uh, nothing can stop me. So I, I call my friend, I call uh, the factory, and I say, please let let's do this collection in the beginning of a new story. And uh, yes, believe in what you do and stay who you are. It's something super important when you create a brand. Tell me where we can find out more information. Uh, on my website, www.ponteiwear.com, or maybe you can find also on my Instagram, Ponteiwear. And that's P-O-N-T-E-T. Yes, it is. Of course, Silmo works in partnership with several key trade organizations, including the International Opticians Association. I met up with Elaine Grisdale, who's Director of Development at the IOA, and she was with Joe Holmes, past president of the Association of British Dispensing Opticians. We'll hear from Elaine in a moment, but first, Joe, and I asked her about the role that opticians play, a role which straddles clinical expertise and fashion. I put it to her that achieving this balancing act is central to the work of her association and its members. Absolutely it is and you know when you're dealing with real people all the time fit of a frame is really really important and um, I work in a very rural practice so I have a lot of farmers who come in I have a lot of people who are in very manual jobs so although I would love to say I could pick and choose lots of fashionable frames a lot of them aren't into that it has to be really strong really practical and fit well. What is really um, prevalent at the moment and we are concerned about and we're looking at is myopia in children and looking at frames that fit well for those lenses to stay solid on that child's face is really important too. Are you saying that myopia is an increasing problem or is it a problem that we are increasingly picking up on? Both. Both. And um, because we can do something about reducing and arresting myopia with the latest lenses, spectacle lenses out, that's something that we've got to, as a dispensing optician, that is our um, duty of care to our children and our parents to tell them about that and how we can arrest that. As a final thought, Joe, you're, you're the most recent president of ABDO in the UK we are facing a, a massive cost of living crisis is another part of your challenge convincing people like myself that going to the optician is an important health check in the same way as i might go i don't know, get my knee checked or get my cholesterol level checked is that tricky for you well you're dead right because the i always say to my patients that the eye is the window of your health system and it can pick up so much. Uh, my my father-in-law was a classic example. Um, he had some blood vessels that weren't quite right behind the back of his eye. The optometrist referred him to his doctor and actually it turned out that he had an arrhythm of his heartbeat and a couple of years later he actually had heart surgery to correct that. Now that was picked up in, an eye, in a sight test. So I use that example regularly. Of course, you, prevention is always better than cure. And what we're pushing for as well is children having their sight tested from about the age of one upwards as they're developing, because then you can pick up early myopia. If a child is falling behind in their reading, for example, it could be because they're not seeing adequately. So there is a whole host over all the generations why it's so, so important for them. Keeping a check on diabetes, for example, is another reason, glaucoma, um, 
I think as people are becoming more health conscious, they are getting better trained. Elaine, you're the Director of Development at the International Optician Association. You were nodding a lot at what Joe was saying there. Yeah, about coming in for a complete sort of health check. Uh, it's the only way you can look inside the body without actually cutting you open. So your eyes tell you an awful lot about, you know, what's going on internally. So an awful lot of things can be detected, as Joe was just saying. It's really important to come in for regular checks. You've been busy uh, with Silmo. You've got two major events uh, during the, the trade fair on day one here on, on the Friday. T- talk me through what you're doing. Okay, well, um, tomorrow night we have... Um, the great reveal of who has won this year's International Optician of the Year. Um, The International Opticians Association uh, give this um, prestigious award every year and um, we have four very um, deserving nominees tomorrow night. What makes a great optician? What are you looking for in these awards? I think skill, dedication, good communication skills, Actually being able to sit down and actually discern what the patient needs to make their life better. It's not just a case of having good vision, it's a case of feeling good with the glasses you've got. There's a synergy that has to be built between the optician and their patient. And of course one of the the fine lines you tread is that your opticians are also retailers, so they are selling products, they're selling frames which could vary uh, in price, they're selling lenses which could go from one to, to, to five in terms, of, in terms of the multiple of their costs. So they are treading a fine line, aren't they, between being uh, in effect medical practitioners and also, in many cases, fashion boutiques. Absolutely, but that's why we have to be able to discern actually what a patient needs and it's not just a case of looking at their prescription and looking at the numbers and thinking oh I think that lens is going to to suit this person it's a case of delving a little bit deeper and finding how they're going to use their eyes and what's the second event you got coming up here second event is called the Silmo Academy Uh, this is a scientific conference and it's going to be all day Sunday Um, we have an array of internationally renowned speakers who are coming from um, the States, the UK, France and um, there are two big themes that we're going to look at Um, the first in the morning we're going to look at myopia management and in the afternoon we're going to look at our more vulnerable patients and how we can better serve them so in particular people who have low vision and um, a big potential problem that's coming down the line uh, people who have dementia many people with dementia have visual problems and if they can stay uh, with good vision and good hearing for longer they, they can be independent for longer as well and you can find out in the next episode of The Right Optics who won the International Optician of the Year Award at this year's Silmo Paris. We've also got Silmo Door winners Jason Kirk, Voxyweb and Skuga. C2C will be telling us how they're helping to save the planet while making great frames. And Inspects will tell us how they're driving innovation in the retail market. Don't forget, if you want to be notified of all new episodes from The Right Optics, simply follow or subscribe to this series on your favourite podcast app. There's a bonus episode on its way, by the way, which you won't want to miss. More details on that in the next episode but for now that's all from Silmo Paris 2022